Dude, they were writing about this eclipse in 1932. I saw that. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> also, that they can, like, predict eclipses hundreds of years into the future. Yeah. I don't understand. I mean, I get. I, NASA, man. Yeah. I don't I started reading a little bit about it, but it had a lot of math in it. Because <laughs> it, it's something to do with they use um, previous paths of the eclipse to, like, map mm. out. And then they... They calculate how the moon's orbit is changing really minimally each year. Because apparently the moon, I think, is getting farther away from the Earth? Yeah, because it was saying by, like, like in 1.4 billion years or something, it's going to be too far away. <laughs> so we're... <laughs> I don't. I don't remember where I what bye exactly moon. that was. Bye, bye, moon. But yeah, there's. Good night, moon. They use like the length of the moon's orbit, how that changes every year, and then the paths, like previous paths of the eclipse, to like map out future eclipses. So that's how they know like another eclipse that's exclusively crosses the U.S. won't happen again for like hundred billion yeah not a hundred billion like a hundred years <laughs> it's like 2150 or something yeah just let's get over like oh yeah, yeah, yeah last time i did really well yeah i think that like our sound each time is oh it's getting hot in here again <laughs> <laughs> i'm like okay so far um i'm getting gluten bloated though <laughs> <laughs> uh, so i as I was doing a million star charts last night, yeah. someone, I guess there's this thing called cat astrology, and, like, <laughs> I got an article, and it, like, tells you what cat you are, or what type of cat each sign is. I can't remember what they are now. Are any of them but dogs? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but I was just like, I love that those are, like, my two little loves, like, cats and <laughs> converging, <astrology>. yeah. <laughs> It's too bad, Aaron. That's where, our that's where our compatibility is uh, years away from each other. If you ever had a good cat, I think you would. <laughs> I think you, you can't use that argument turn against around on why on like just your feeling about cats in general. I had cats growing up. They were like outdoor cats, and I liked them. Mm -hmm. I liked like animals in general, but. Now, I cat, just like cat culture weirds me out. Mm. And I get that people say that about dog, dog culture. culture. is weird. But it makes so much more sense to me. Not me. <laughs> Here's people get obsessed with their dogs. Yeah, like, but like, dogs love you unconditionally. Like cats, like here's the thing with cats. I just hate the idea of coming home to something and it being like, ugh, you're home now. And just like walking around the perimeter of the house. Like, I don't know. They always look like they think they're smarter than me. <laughs> my, my parents' vet once said, like, if you could get into a cat's mind, it would be very scary. <laughs> but no, I have had many cats where you come home and they're just, like, loving on you. That's fine, I guess. <laughs> All right, whatever. <laughs> That's, yeah. We should see why, compatibility-wise, we... We don't. One's a dog person, one's yeah. a cat person. Yeah, like when Kit and Marin were like, are you going to be, are you going to not like our cat? And I'm like, no, like I don't have any legit personal problems with cats. Like I love for people to just have pets, but like personally, mm -hmm. I want a dog. Oh, speaking of, George has been horrible lately. Oh no. He's been such a butthole. Why? 
I don't know. I think it's a mix of, like, being jealous and, yeah, I I put up cardboard in my apartment to block off, like, just the living room area because it's just a big rectangle, but I don't want him to, like, get on the bed or get into the bathroom while I'm out of the house, and usually in the past he's, like, never gone through the cardboard because it's, like, two pieces of cardboard that I've, like, clothes pinned together, mm-hmm. but the last few days I'll come home and he's either, like, pushed it open or like yeah he keeps like getting through it which he's never done before and I'm like you asshole (laughs) like I don't know he's just being naughty last Mm. night he took someone's socks into his box into his kennel he like we were hanging out and I looked over and I saw George like (laughs) stealthily walk over and like use his little mouth to pull their socks out of their shoes and then he went into his box and was like hoarding them and chewing on them it was horrible (laughs) He's so gross. He's so jealous. <laughs> yeah. He's angry. Yeah, and then he was, like, growling, and we had to trick him to come out. Yeah. That's really funny. Yeah, he just, like, had his little socks in the back See, of his kennel, like, Cats wouldn't do that. Cats would just, like, sit there and stare and be like... But that's so passive-aggressive. I love it. <laughs> At least George tells us how he really feels. <laughs> All right. <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> <laughs> is this our first fight? <laughs> and it's an outcast. Is this our first fight? Do we have to go to couples counseling? <laughs> Are you going to make me go to the... Okay, I'll go to the cat cafe with you. Yes, yes, please. Okay, fine. Please, yeah. <laughs> please do. I mean, I just think it would be fun anyways. Yeah. Um... So today we're talking about the Welcome eclipse. Welcome to Adjunct Astrologers. <laughs> this is our episode about the eclipse. The eclipse. Well, kind of like we're starting yeah. to talk about it. Because there's a lot of stuff yeah. about the eclipse. Um, and just to be clear, we're talking about the total solar eclipse. Yes. Yeah. Or what is it? What The Great American Eclipse, the as great it American is being eclipse. called and referred to. Yeah. And um, if you haven't heard about this upcoming eclipse... Where have you been, frankly? Yeah. <laughs> I, like, didn't realize how big of a deal it was until my sister texted me mm. and was like, people are taking off work and driving up to see it. I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. <laughs> Did you see all that stuff that was like, it's going to be one of the worst traffic days of the year? Scientists or, like, whatever, analysts are thinking, like, 20 million people are going to travel somewhere to see it. Wow. Yeah. Dang. And that we should, that people who are traveling for it should, like, plan ahead traffic-wise. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, today we're talking about it. You're giving, like, an overview yeah. kind of, of eclipses, right? So yeah. You, yeah, you should go. I'll go first. Just, like, the lowdown on eclipses. And this is, I got a lot of this from NASA for you yeah. haters out there. <laughs> so, we're going to give you a little bit of astronomy, a little bit of astrology, Science books. Um, Where to begin? Okay, so during a solar eclipse, just a little super general info, um, a solar eclipse means the moon is directly between the earth and the sun. Um, So that just means they're creating like a straight line, like three points on a line. And during this time, the moon blocks out the sun. So that's why it's, it's called an eclipse. It basically temporarily turns the lights off, in a way. And there are partial eclipses that happen throughout the year, um, but this one that's coming up is a total eclipse, which means at a certain point, the moon, for like two minutes, the moon will completely block out the sun, except for um, a little bit of light 
like a ring of light around the sun, which I'm going to talk about um, eventually. So during this brief time, the moon can block out the sun. Um, we have a finite focus as human beings, and it's natural to concentrate on what's in front of us. This is just a little summary I found. Uh, at times, this can limit our perspective on the world and even cause us to miss out on opportunities. Solar eclipses might snatch away the familiar temporarily, forcing us to consider options we would never otherwise explore. Mm. Um, and so total eclipse, total solar eclipses happen every year and a half or so, so like 18 months. But this upcoming solar eclipse is the first time since 1918 that um, conditions will align so that the shadow will cross the entirety of the U.S. Yeah. In this, so you might have heard about the path of totality, which is a super like dystopian yeah, or like so spooky. spooky sounding. <laughs> so this means um, the path of totality is the path that the moon is going to move across the continent. Mm -hmm. So it's actually the moon's shadow as it crosses the sky. Uh, and this shadow is also apparently called the umbra, U-M-B-R-A. Sounds it, like a hairstyle. <laughs> yeah, I know. And apparently people who follow eclipses or like travel to see eclipses are called umbraphiles. <laughs> umbraphile, oh yeah. So if you're in the path of totality, uh, you'll see the moon completely cover the sun. Mm -hmm. If you're not in the path, you'll see like a partial coverage. Um, and that just means like based on your angle, you won't see it. Uh, totally cover the sun. So the yeah. path of totality. And this this time it moves from like Washington, I think. Yeah, I have all the states. Yeah, across mm -hmm. to South Carolina. So like I said before, there's a narrow rim of sunlight that is visible around the moon during the totality of the eclipse. And that is called uh, a corona, mm -hmm. um, which is Latin for crown. My, 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 my. Corona. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking of beer. Um, yeah, a Corona or Corona Light or. <laughs> oh man, some bars should like really do some specials. Oh for... <laughs> my god, yeah, that would be yeah. Or we should open a bar and do that yes, just for the eclipse. Pop up bar. <laughs> yeah, pop up bar. That's illegal. <laughs> we could just do a pop up bar here in your apartment. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so that's Latin for crown, uh, and Wikipedia says, a corona is an aura of plasma that surrounds the sun, um, as well as other stars. The sun's corona extends millions of kilometers into space and is most easily seen during a total solar eclipse, but is also observable with a coronagraph, which mm. is a picture of the corona. So that just means in that moment that the moon covers the sun, it's almost like rays, like in illustrations of the sun you see rays of the sun so mm -hmm. it's like these sort of cloudy looking lights that shoot off in all directions so the that's corona. why like pictures they always look like a ring right of like an eclipse yeah it's i saw like a, some pictures like that looked like i'm just moving my hands in my air. i'm <laughs> oh, not <yeah>. saying anything <laughs> just um, like a few seconds of dead air yeah <laughs> I saw some pictures that were the ring, but then there were other pictures that I think are this coronagraph where oh, it, okay. it makes it, like, you get why traditional illustrations of the sun have, like, triangles around the sun. Oh, like, it okay. kind of looks like cool. beams of light, but they're, like, cloudy looking. They're mm -hmm. not, like, yeah. 
So like I said, for people watching from any given spot inside the path of totality, mm -hmm. the eclipse will last about two minutes, which is not very long. No. So, you, so if you're going to watch the eclipse, you got to like post up and be ready. And I thought this was interesting. The fact that total solar eclipses, this is from NASA, the fact that total solar eclipses occur at all is a quirk of cosmic geometry. Uh, the moon orbits an average of 239,000 miles from Earth, which is just the right distance to seem the same size in the sky as the much larger sun. So basically what that means is only at a certain point in... So the moon's orbit around Earth is an, is an ellipsis. Mm -hmm. It's not a perfect circle. And the Earth's orbit around the sun is also an ellipsis. So there are only like very specific spots in which the moon is close enough to Earth and the Earth is close enough to the sun that the moon would appear big enough. Mm -hmm. So that's why there are partial eclipses at other times because the moon doesn't appear big enough to okay. totally cover that the sun. Yeah. yeah, so that was cool. Mm -hmm. um, a quirk of cosmic geometry. So many good band names. I know, I know, I know. Oh my gosh, I heard a good one last night. Um, okay, so like I said, total solar eclipses are rare events. Although they occur somewhere on Earth every 18 months on average, it's estimated that they recur at any given place only once every 360 to 410 years. So a little history of eclipses. Chinese records of eclipses begin around 720 BC. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a long ass time ago. Yeah. About 3,000. I think I read somewhere that like humanity has been recording eclipses for only 3,000 years. Attempts have been made. Oh, this one's for your mom. Uh, attempts have been made to establish the exact date of Good Friday by assuming that the darkness described at Jesus' crucifixion was a solar eclipse. <laughs> this research has not yielded conclusive results, and Good Friday is recorded as being at Passover, which is held at the time of a full moon, which huh. I didn't know. Nice. But apparently there are some, like, theological scientists, I don't know what the term would be, but trying to figure out, like, exactly when. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, based because they think that, yeah. Um, the first known telescopic observation of a total solar eclipse was made in France in 1706. And like I said before, the last time a total solar eclipse crossed the U.S. like it is going to in August was in 1918. So 100 years ago, basically. Yeah. Um, so a little bit of like how eclipses are interpreted in astrology. The zodiac sign of an eclipse, whether of the element of fire, earth, air, or water has historically been regarded by astrologers as highly symbolic of the nature of events coming due. Mm. So a, sort of a through line that I saw, and maybe you'll talk about this, is that solar eclipse, they're usually interpreted as like a sign of some sort of coming event. And I saw like a lot of people were trying to tie this to like Donald Trump. Yep. Um, and like, what is it? What's going to happen? So as such, an eclipse taking place in any of the three fire signs was symbolic of wars and terrible slaughters, in earth signs of barrenness, uh, scarcities, droughts, and earthquakes, in air signs of wind and storm and sociological upheavals, and in water signs of heavy rains and floods. So this eclipse is going to occur at 28 degrees Leo, so a fire sign. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to just, you know, to think about like what does the solar eclipse mean for you, um, a solar eclipse shows by its natal house placement the Department of Life where important changes 
and new developments will require your attention for the coming year. So basically, if this eclipse falls in a particular house, um, that might mean that the affairs ruled by this house are in a transformational process. On an interpretive level, a solar eclipse represents the past, our unconscious nature overtaking and overshadowing our conscious expression of self. Um, more than this, what we see is the dark, hidden side of the moon. In a solar eclipse, we are forced to look at our shadow self to acknowledge it and recognize it or else it will consume us. Solar eclipses tend to stir things up on a physical and conscious level much more than lunar eclipses do. Um, and so this is the last thing I saw in a Newsweek article that was quoting this astrologer named, her last name is Delio Molinar. Mm -hmm. um, did you talk about this article? Mm -hmm. oh, okay, okay. So she says, um, to understand an eclipse, you go back to the question, what is an eclipse? It's basically, from an astrological standpoint, a big burst of energy. It's like a scattering of a shotgun shell across the chart of a nation or an individual, giving energy and power into something that's already in play. At this moment, she says, the U.S. is in a dramatic period, and then this eclipse comes along that can be expected to spark frustration and quite possibly set it off. As she explains it, the moon represents the common people and the sun represents the leader. Then the moon blocks the sun and the lights go out. So she's... Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so yeah, that's just like a little info of like what an eclipse is and how you could think about it astrologically. Yeah, that's great. That yeah. like leads in perfectly. Good. It's like we planned it or Love something. Love it when that works out. <laughs> yeah, so as, as we've said, this is called the Great American. The Great American Eclipse. Eclipse. It is going to be taking place on August 21st, 2017. So that's in about like two and a half weeks. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's on a Monday. And so for most people's lifetime, this will be the most, like, <laughs> powerful and significant yeah. eclipse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because, as you said, it's the first to go across the country in, like, 100 years. But in 1932, I found this article from the New York Times where there was a solar eclipse in New England. Mm. And it, like, swept across New England. But in this article, they were writing about the eclipse, it, this eclipse. In 2017? Yeah. <gasps> so in 1932, the New York Times wrote an article saying that the eclipse of 1932 was the last really good eclipse until 2017. Samuel Alfred Mitchell, professor of astronomy at the University of Virginia, was quoted as saying, It thus appears that after our eclipse of 1932 has passed into memory, there will not be another opportunity to view a total eclipse of the sun from the continent of the United States under conditions that are really favorable and promise scientific success until August 21st, 2017, <gasps> 85 years hence. Wow! <laughs> Isn't that wild? That's crazy. Yeah, so this eclipse is going to be a big deal. And, like, I read something where this is going to be the most shared eclipse. Yeah, the most, the most photographed. The most documented, which makes sense because the majority of pictures that were taken have been taken in the past right. four years or whatever. Um, NASA's doing, I think I read, 11 different studies yeah. of, like, using data they're going to collect during this eclipse for 11 different studies. That's so cool! I know! Uh, so, like, Google searches, I guess Google is, like, going crazy for this. People are planning, like, people in the path of totality are, are planning 
stuff. Like in Idaho Falls, they're planning a four-day moon festival. <gasps> <laughs> what? Yeah. So the path that it's taking, um, Michelle kind of t- uh, touched on this. It's a sort of a diagonal, mm-hmm. like downward slope from the west coast to the east coast. And it will, the path of totality will be in Oregon. Oregon, uh, Montana, Idaho, Wyoming, Nebraska, Iowa, Kansas, Missouri, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Georgia, North Carolina, and South Carolina. And so in other places in the U.S., you'll be able to see, like, a percentage of it. So I think in Boston, it's, like, you can see 60%. Mm. In parts of, like, South America, it's also going to be, like, 60 to 50% Mm. that you can see. So I kind of talked about the astrology of this eclipse in particular. Cool. Good. So every solar eclipse is a new moon. Like yeah. That's, that's just like, not every new moon is a solar eclipse, but every solar eclipse yeah. is, is a new moon. Because the full moon is like three days from today. Yeah. Cool. I can feel it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it'll be, so it'll happen the day before we post this podcast. Yeah. So, so when you're listening, yesterday was the full yeah. moon. Yeah. <laughs> so like, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I was like looking at it last night. I was walking back. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I can tell you're gearing up for yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I, could, I like looked at the sky last night and was like, I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and also during the, when it's like completely dark, it's, in some places, you may be able to see Mars, Mercury, Mercury, Jupiter, and Venus. <gasps> wow. Mm-hmm. And so with any new moon... Oh, this is an interesting new moon because there's been two moons in new moons in Leo, um, mm. which some people call like a black moon, but that's more like in, in pagan practice. I don't know much about paganism. In paganism. Yeah, in a- paganism. <laughs> um, it's called like the black moon, and some other people do call it the black moon. So with any new moon, it's like the beginning of a new cycle, but also the end of, of another. So this is a new moon also in Leo. It's a fire sign. Yeah. Uh, so Wars. Yeah, wars, like, kind of... And, and it apparently falls very close to the brightest star of the Leo constellation, the heart of the lion. It's called Regulus, and I'll talk a little bit more about that, but kind of... This idea of, like, the heart uh, of the lion, it can be, it can bring, like, great success, but also, like, danger. Mm. And so it's kind of this really heightened, like, powerful, but also possibly dangerous With great power comes great responsibility. (laughs) (laughs) That definitely crossed my mind. Oh, did it? Uh, Yeah. yeah. I'm glad we're, our compatibility is linked back up. We got over the cat We got over that. (laughs) So the star that it's going to be connected to is called Regulus. Uh, Regulus is independent, proud, and confident, um, brave, militant, and violent. Ooh. So Ooh. it's open-minded and generous, but it wants to like conquer and rule. <laughs> so when I read those two things, I was like, mm, okay. So uh, a solar eclipse with Regulus can give success to power and authority. And, but, like, kind of this idea of envy can also come up with with this star. So that is something to kind of be aware of. And all of this, like, I'm, I'm going to talk about some aspects, too. All of this is to, like, kind of think about, like, what, what Michelle said, like, eclipses mean in general. Yeah, and one thing I did read um, that I'll throw out there is lunar eclipses are 
used to interpret like yourself like as an individual whereas solar eclipses are more used to interpret things going on on like a larger scale like society or cultures so just throw that out there that like you can definitely use that these things to like think about what's going on in your life but generally solar eclipses are like interpreted by astrologers to have more like national or global the bigger picture yeah yeah consequences yeah 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 but so that sounds like kind of scary (laughs) it does yeah but I started to look into like kind of what the north and south nodes mean yeah the moon and that is something that we've kind of touched on before we I've shied away from it because it's it's kind of complicated to understand I don't fully understand I understand the concept of it I'll explain it but if anyone knows like the details of it and can explain it even further please email me nodes uh, of the moon yeah Marin <laughs> we know you studied astronomy <laughs> yeah yes Marin <laughs> email us <laughs> over now uh. <laughs> Marin it's time <laughs> they know it's time <laughs> What if Marin just, like, knocks on the door right now? <laughs> That's a, like, reference to a podcast she doesn't even listen yeah. to. <laughs> but we listen to Yeah, it, that was so. completely for you and me. Um, I'm fine with that. Uh, yeah. I mean, really, what is this? Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Food, fame, friendship. So, during this eclipse, the moon's north node is in Leo. Okay. So, the lunar nodes are the orbital nodes of the moon... That is the points where the orbit of the moon crosses the elliptic of the sun. Okay, yeah. I remember this is... The elliptic of the sun is complicated. Yes, yeah. The elliptic of the sun is the circular path that the sun appears to follow over the course of the year. Yeah. So, since I haven't fully, like, made out... Made sense of the math, but kind of what to take from this is that it's not a planet or a fixed... A fixed, like point in the zodiac but rather it's like a moving point on the chart at a Mm -hmm. certain time like on the chart you can go in and find the north node and the south node and the north node is where leo is going to be and the north node kind of determines future Mm. things and so the north node like pushes things towards the sign that it's in. So you can also do this with your birth chart, like right. where the North Node is in your in your birth chart. And Leo is in the North Node. So this kind of means that it's pushing towards leadership and ruling and kind of, so it's kind of on like a, a big an overarching like look. Um so like there will be a movement towards kind of this leadership or this ruling or just something like having to do with kind of Leo's like intensity and and kind of Leo season it being in Leo season that's the like department that's under transformation yes that one thing was yeah yeah Yeah. interesting yeah interestingly timely yeah so I think it's like a lot I did read a lot of things that were like Trump is whatever but like he's been like that so like I think that this could be a time to kind of see where leadership could go yeah um kind of where like again I'll be the glass half full like where where it could go and like if you're thinking about it during that time like it, it could be just something it's this like great 
thing that's happening that we don't have control over that's like this big I don't know event right that people used to have no idea what the hell it was like they used to think like the world was ending right like, right so right. I, I think it's kind of thinking it's a good time to think about that right I mean, it's always a good time to think about yeah that, but it's good I think it's like uh, a good time to think about it in a different way or like yeah and thinking about the future of it yeah like the, this is as, as one article said this is the end of a cycle but it's also the beginning of right a cycle. right 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 so so now I'm going to talk a little bit about, there's a few aspects that are interesting. So the eclipse will be conjuncting Mercury, which is the planet of like talk and communication and, and wind and press. And it will also be in conjunction with Mars, which is the kind of the planet of Destruction. Yeah. More. I don't want anyone to freak out. About no, this. I mean we're not like predicting yeah. anything. It's just it's and also it'll be Mercury retrograde. So kind of like oh, I don't even know what that's gonna mean, but I think it's interesting that it, it will be conjuncting, which is like a harmonious aspect. Mm-hmm. But kind of there's like a nice little safeguard that is having there's a trine with Saturn and Saturn is the planet of security and planning and so kind of it's almost it's like seen as like the father figure I'm doing air quotes the ruler figure so there there is an, a, a harmonious aspect with this idea of planning and security mm-hmm. so so I think that that's interesting to think of with with everything but the tightest aspect and that means that tight in terms of cool <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> the, the tightest aspect tight of, and that means <laughs> i'm not gonna be able to keep a straight face for this oh uh, wait you want me to say it for you <laughs> you want me to read it for you no, uranus Uranus, um, yeah. And- so the tightest <laughs> aspect. Stop saying that word. Stop saying tight. <laughs> it's what they were using. <laughs> uh, I was giggling so much. So basically, what it means is the aspect that is the truest. I guess we could use the, the closest to perfect. Because as we said in the aspects episode, when there is an aspect, there can be like an eight. I think like a ten degree. It's like, like give difference. or take. Yeah. <laughs> But the trine with Uranus and Aries is going to be the closest to a perfect. Wait, Uranus. Uranus. Oh, the trine Uranus is-, is in Aries, and it's tight. Or <laughs> it's very tight. <laughs> <laughs> this article, I was. We like, have to mark weird. this one as explicit. Oh yeah. I mean, I just do them all as explicit. Oh my oh. god. So it is the most. Perfect. This is sick. This is the worst Uranus one we've done so far. <laughs> Every time it gets worse, but this one's the worst. So yeah, I'm totally distracting. Oh no, that's fine. So this trine um, means what? There is a theme of independence, separation, and freedom. Okay. With this trine of Uranus and the the eclipse, and it rules technology and innovation. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And so I thought I thought that like kind of looped in really nicely to the fact that this is going to be the most documented eclipse. Yeah. The most. Maybe we'll like NASA will learn really cool things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like what I actually like came out thinking. I was like, people are going to be more interested than ever in an eclipse. Like I remember during the what was it the supermoon 
Mm. Uh, last year, I believe. The year before, maybe. Well, two years ago, there was a blue moon, which I don't remember what that was. There was a blue moon, because I remember... A blue moon is when there's 13 new moons, or 13 oh, okay. full moons in a year, because it's like once in a blue moon. Oh, right, right, right. A super moon. There a was su- a super moon I think it was a super recently. blood moon, yeah, right? something like that recently. It was something where the sun was, or where the moon was red and mm. huge and like the closest. Same. Yeah. <laughs> the closest that it was to Earth in a long time. I think, yeah, that's what it was. I remember. It was a super mini moon. I think that's what it was. Ooh. Because I remember looking up, it was the closest to Earth and then something else. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I remember people made such a big deal out of it. And there were articles then even written saying this is the most documented full moon. This is kind of amazing that people are so interested in it. So I I kind of, I really liked that there was that trine. Um, It let us up for a really good joke. But also it... It shows the kind of promise right. of, of people being interested in kind of nature and stuff that's beyond our control. Yeah. Really. I got very philosophical there, but... No, it's great. You know, I'm sweating, so... Yeah. So I feel like we could go two ways in our eclipse coverage on our next episode. Yeah. We could either tell you more facts about the eclipse, or we could both write predictions like doomsday eclipse predictions so if you have strong feelings email us yes yeah we could like run a poll on twitter oh yeah yeah what people are interested do you want more facts or do you want us to indulge in some doomsday predictions right or we could no i can't eat there's a lot of stuff about the Regulus star. Oh, really? <laughs> and where it was in certain presidents' charts. Yeah, I at saw that. Times. I saw that. That's what I was thinking we could use for our doomsday predictions oh, yeah. if we did that. Yeah, that would be like. So, listeners, super doomsday. Tell us what you want. <laughs> tell us what you really want. <laughs> it would definitely that would definitely have to be like a different vibe to anything we've done. Before. Yeah. Well, I think we could do it as like a little like we're indulging in this yes, thing. Yeah. 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 Or we could do facts. Tell or we us could what do, you, yeah. yeah. Or we could do... We could do both. We could do both. Yeah. We could... We'll be talking a lot more about the eclipse. Yeah. Either way. <laughs> or we could do, like, prediction... Other predictions from history. Because that was a thing. Like, people oh. have always made really weird predictions based That's on eclipses. Cool. So we could do another, like, history episode. Yeah. I'm so, like, itchy today. I think my skin's really dry. I don't know why I'm talking about this right now. (laughs) It's so humid out, though. I'm, like, not sweating at all. I... Not like that time that I was, like, sweat is literally dripping down my body. (laughs) Oh, yep. Maybe I'm not hydrated. Uh Uh-uh. That could be it. Send us an email. Yeah. Shoot us us a tweet. Shoot us a tweet. (laughs) (laughs) Get off your cell phone! Uh, <laughs> I think I think about that at least once a week and laugh about it. Okay, so once I yelled at this guy that was driving in his car, he was texting and he was swerving all over, and so I rolled my window down and I yelled at him to get off his cell phone. You, Aaron like leaned across me to yell at this guy, but I gave her relentless shit because she said cell phone instead of just phone. Like it struck me as a really like old Aaron thing to say, like, get off your cell phone <laughs> instead of just like get off your phone. I don't know. 
Tell yeah. us what you call yeah. your mobile device. <laughs> <laughs> Get off your cell phone. <laughs> and he, he was like an ugly looking dude with a really yeah. beautiful woman in the car. And I kind of wanted to be like, you're too good for him. <laughs> Let that woman out of the car. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, on that note. I think we're done. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>